0: Talk us through those 80 minutes.
1: Now, we prepared to win. We knew that we were here to make history. The whole week, that's what we told ourselves. And you know what? I'm so proud of the boys. Absolutely humbled. And the guys came out. They played with enormous testicles. And we absolutely did it. Fantastic effort. I'm such a happy captain. Hi, everyone,
0: and welcome to another Dropped Kickoff um, as always, I'm here with Nick, uh, and today we're going to talk to Sru President David Beg. Um, apologies, Queenslanders, uh, Victorians, South Australians, Western Australians, Tasmanians, and maybe even a capital, capital people. This one's not for you. But uh, if, if the QRU President wants to talk, we'll have a chat. Um, so today we're just going to talk about um, all things Shoot Shield. Uh, and a little bit of NRC. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Press the play button, Nick.
2: And so joining us on the podcast here tonight is the president of the Sydney Rugby Union, David Begg. David, mate, how are you going?
1: Nick, I'm really well. How are you going?
2: Yeah, it's great, mate. It's an exciting time right now in, uh, in Sydney clubland with the start of the Shoot Shield Tonight, um, well, not tonight, uh, on Saturday, with uh, Raringa Rats playing Sydney University at North Sydney Oval. Um, kind of from uh, the kind of competition perspective, how would you rate this season for, for you uh, as a whole, for the whole shoot shield?
1: Well, I mean, you'd kind of expect me to say this, I suppose. It's been, you know, it's it's been extremely closely fought. It's been... The quality of rugby has, I think, been as good as it's ever been, if not better. Um, our crowds across most clubs are up. The interest in the shoot shield continues to grow. Um, and, you know, the fact that we have so many shoot shield players that are making it to the next levels of rugby demonstrates what a fantastic breeding ground it is for, you know, future wallabies and future professional rugby players
2: mm absolutely I, I I completely agree with that it, um and it, it, on top of that it's the 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 also the kind of the the, the fact that, that there is so much talent interest in in club rugby and in the club lands um in Sydney um even when uh, there is even when the, you know there's been some you know the wallabies and the Moralss haven't had the same success um, on the park it is good to see that in clubland there is still a huge amount of Support uh, for the competition at um, you know at a at a foundational level.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we we would obviously like. I also sit on the Waratahs board, so I'm you know we, we want every element of rugby to be strong. So that that is an important thing. I I think there's too much too many people that say we want club rugby to be strong and we don't care about other elements of rugby. We, we want the whole of our game to be strong. Um, but, but the, you know, if the Wallabies are not doing so well, that doesn't mean that people who don't go to the Wallabies don't want to get, you know, their rugby fix out of their body. So you will find a lot of them might go to schools, subbies, or in our case, a lot of them seem to connect even more strongly to their shoot shield club.
2: Mm, yes, absolutely. Um, there was, obviously, and it is kind of a, has been a point of contention in Sydney, and, that, and it is something that we do have to bring up, which, of course, was the issue with the, with the Penrith Emus um, coming in. Um, but I do know that, you know, you and New South Wales rugby have wanted to have been keen to kind of have some sort of representation um, in at some point in the future. Kind of what, how are you kind of convinced uh, of bringing them back next year? Will it does it, will it come down to a new team at, the, at this point? Or at this point in time, is it really about supporting Parramatta West Harbor and those kind of clubs that are, that are in the West?
1: Um, well, look, you know, like any discussion about these kinds of issues, it's, it's very complex. It, I mean, you, you know, there's, there's no simple answer to making rugby stronger in Western Sydney. The starting point is that you want to do it. And I can tell you from an SIU perspective, we desperately want to do it. So the will is there. So how do you do it? Well, you've, you know, it's got to be a multi-layered strategy that includes schools, juniors, boys, girls. Um, there's got to be, obviously, some money involved in the process. So the process involves a number of elements that are beyond the control of the Sydney Rugby Union. So from our perspective, we are more than happy to be a part of the discussion and, on one view, a leading part of the discussion. But we can't, we can't be the sole, the sole component of the discussion because there are so many other elements that need to be satisfied. Um, but to be really candid, rugby in Western Sydney is struggling, struggling massively. So is it likely that next year we just transport another Penrith in there to enable that, that team to have a lack of success? The answer is no. We're not going to do that because that's, that's counterproductive to creating a strong brand for rugby in Western Sydney. One of the problems with Penrith circa 1995 to 2018 mm. was a lack of systemic and structural success on and off the field. And that, that effectively made the brand in Western Sydney um, positive as other codes. Yeah. I mean, that's obvious. You don't have success. Your brand's not going to be successful. So, ultimately, me and my board made the hard decision, Mm. but the decision was made to put a semicolon or a comma on rugby in Penrith. It wasn't a full stop, but we're only going to start the sentence again once we're satisfied that there's something that is going to be a meaningful contributor to the overall rugby landscape.
2: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I do... I, I can understand that point quite a bit because, you know, the Penrith boys did often struggle in the competition and it is, and it has been, you know, such a, an issue of contention. And at the end of the day, it is, it does come down to the having some, having a footprint that can grow in Sydney's West in, uh, in future seasons and having that support network and support system uh, in place.
1: Yeah, look, look, you know we we're, we we're, we're looking from a you know we're trying to look 10 years forward about what sydney looks like geographically demographically where the money's going to be spent by government all of these decisions are relevant to to then working out where you are and in the future um we could make a decision for now or we could make a decision that actually you know has a bit of longevity around it i think too many rugby decisions are made we're looking for the you know the immediate quick fix there's no quick fix to sort rugby in western Sydney because if, if it happened it would have already happened mm. there I can promise you there's no quick fix because we all know there's no money in the game and we all know how much money resources and you know development offices and school activity that rugby league and AFL and soccer are able to do and, and we're just not
2: capable of competing with that mm, absolutely. Um, that's a, and, and it is a fair point and it, and it does go, goes to show how, um, how complicated the actual, um, topic is. And, uh, so I can definitely understand, uh, definitely understand that kind of, um, leading into that and talking about, um, you know, the nurturing of talent and keeping it going. um looking at at the at the competition it has it has been you like you mentioned earlier it has been a very uh a much more competitive season uh compared to previous years you know you mentioned like oh, you know you do know, you do have like your traditionally strong teams like Sydney University um and Raringa playing really well but also um Eastwood improved a lot this year um and the Western Harbour first grade um really played um some some good quality footy um and so what's kind of the the plan to kind of always look look forward in those ways to, to keep making sure that, that the shoot shield um, maintains that sense of competitiveness and sense that um, any team can win it at any point of the year?
1: Well, that is a, that is a great question. And um, um, what we think one of the strengths of the competition maybe in the last three or four years is if you look back at the period, say, 2009 to 2014, it was a cartel between about two or three, two or three clubs. Now we think that's expanded to maybe six or seven clubs. So, so, so a competitive competition is a competition that I think people are more interested in being, being a part of. So we are looking at our strategic plan at the moment and that strategic plan is looking forward as to what the rugby landscape might look at in five, 10, 15, 20 years without giving away too many secrets. And we've not decided on anything yet. But one of the things we think that was stronger in the past that we don't have now is a vibrant second division. So we would like to consider the possibility, particularly in areas of Sydney like Western Sydney, South West Sydney, Central Coast, maybe Newcastle, definitely Wollongong, and maybe even spreading more widely, if we could get a second cohort of clubs that could try to push up our view is that would create both a stronger first division because they'd want to survive there, and also the aspirational, ambitious parts of Sydney would see an opportunity for them eventually to make them to get their way into Shoot Shield. Would uh, uh,
0: that the second division? Would you envisage it as like a promotion relegation system, like in uh, English soccer, or uh, would it just be part of the brand and be a uh, sort of closed off until no. things?
1: Really get going, and I want to, I want to stress, Nick. This is not a settled position. This, this right, is a sports. Right. Yeah. So please let me stress that. But um, uh, look, in a perfect world, you'd have promotion and relegation, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, great competitions around the world have that critical tension. Hmm. Um, we need to have that, I think. I mean, my own view is that part of the problem with Shoot Shield, and I think we're doing, on many respects, we're doing great. But one of the issues is clubs generally putting Penrith to one side, know they're going to be asked to compete every year. Well, you need to be holding clubs feet to the fire and saying, why should you be competing every year? And, you know, you need to set some performance barometers. So that, that that's what we're looking at doing. Right. So um,
0: just talking about like what you're discussing, I did a tiny bit of research into uh, the history of the shoot shield. So, um, like, for instance, Penrith never won the comp. The um, last time Parramatta did was in 1986. I think West's, 1929. Yep. Southern District's, 1957. That's when they were St. George. Um, uh, and Manly and Gordon haven't won it since the late 90s. But, you know, on the other flip side, like you said... Don't uh, remind uh, North... me of that.
1: I know I know all about that. <laughs>
0: Norths and, uh, and Moringa, like uh, it was the first time Norths won it in 50 years. Moringa, Moringa. Oh, yeah, first ever or second ever? I saw second ever. Yeah. I was trying to um, find that out. But couldn't. Yeah. Um, no, and first, then, first ever, but yeah, well, yeah,
1: they'd won a, they'd won a, um, a another competition prior to that.
0: Was that the Tui's New Cup?
1: Yeah, it was a different... It
0: was, yeah. You're not comparing apples and apples, yeah. Uh, I, I won't, I won't, I'm I sorry I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, so... Because you share being tribalistic and all that sort of stuff. But then there's also, like, for instance, um, you know, like, I know Nick Phipps is a North Rocks boy and he went to Kings, yet he's playing for Sydney Uni. So, obviously, you know, people have players' choice and everything. But is there sort of movement to try to, you know... I guess, spread it, spread the playing field, even if it is only justice, uh, justice that's seen to be done?
2: Um,
1: well, we've, look, you know, this is a really interesting and, on one view, controversial topic because some, there are some clubs that don't like the fact we've got a player point regime in place. Mm. But I think that player point regime has equalised the competition a lot more. I mean, if you have a look at the, NRL and the AFL, what what's one of their charms? Well, you know, Richmond haven't done it this year yet, but they might. But one of the charms is certainly at the NRL level. No team since the Broncos twenty years ago has gone back to back.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So you know, you know that at the start of the year, you don't have a clue who's going to um, who's going to be the competitive teams or not. Now rugby is a little bit different. Um, because the strong teams generally tend to stay strong teams and franchises for a long time. But I think yeah. one of the strengths in the last couple of years, would we have mm-hmm. had great grand finals at North Sydney Oval in the last two years had North not been in the grand final? Well, no, of yes. course we wouldn't. So, But why did that happen? Well, because part of the reason that happened, North's got a great president, a good GM, a great coach, but they also they also benefited from the player point system. Because a guy that might have otherwise gone to uni went to North because he knows he was basically guaranteed a first-grade spot. So unless you want to live in a market where it's a free-for-all and only the strongest survive, I think it, I think the calibration that we've done with the player point system is something that's largely supported by all the clubs, or well, certainly the majority of the clubs.
0: Well, it's just, it just is interesting to note that... Um... You know, there's a few, like, and obviously there's player choice involved. And, um, you know, like you said, some clubs have run better than others, but it still just seems to be that there isn't that, there's not this fair spread. And I mean, like Nick was talking about before with, uh, Western Sydney, it's just a bit, uh, the, the emu's getting cut that it's just a bit like, Oh, what's going here? But I totally understand, um, what you mean by branding. Look at this. Yeah.
1: If there was a, if there was a simple answer, um, you yeah. know, we, we would have done it. Um, yeah. we, we think the player point system works. Uh-huh. We, we, obviously, Could you give obviously a rough overview of what that is? So each each team in their first grade side has a, has a cap of, I think it's 130 points. Mm. And, you know, super rugby players are allocated a certain amount of points. If you're a local junior, you get a discount. Um, if you've imported players from NPC or you know, Division 1 in the UK, they have a reasonably high points tally. So basically, it's an attempt to say to clubs, you know, A, you should be rewarding your local juniors, and B, you should not be using this as an opportunity to, you know, kind of import the crap out of the competition.
0: Yeah, right. With with the, uh, also, North Sydney Oval, this is going to be the the second final in a row, or third final in a row, North Sydney. Third, yeah. Um... Will it be there every year? Well, so because no, to be at Concord no, well,
1: well, a lot. Um, well, it 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 goes where the Sydney Rugby Union thinks it, thinks it's best for the code, yeah. and to be blunt with you guys, it also goes where we can make the most amount of money. Yeah. Because we, you know, we make we only make money for three weeks of the year. That's the final series.
0: Even if Souths and like Parramatta got in the final next year, you still think it, there's a good chance it'll be at North Sydney.
1: Um, You know, we looked at it on a... It, it is really hard to say. I mean, mm. we, we'd love it to be south from Parramatta because we'd probably go to the new Parramatta Stadium. But, um, you, you know, um, you, every, every year there's a prospect, not that it happens, that, you know, Manly play Warringah in the grand final and people say, why aren't you going to go to Brookie Oval? Well, because you've got to book these venues yeah. six to eight weeks in advance. There's a lot of logistics involved. Um, I think, you know, our, our pre-sales for Saturday are really strong. Mm. Um, I'm keeping a, an hour-by-hour hour handle on it. We look <laughs> like we're going to largely replicate the crowd we got last year. So mm. we think it's going to be a great day.
2: Mm, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I remember being at that game last year, and it was it, the the vibe that uh, that... That North Sydney had was fantastic. The fact to, to hear eighteen thousand uh, supporters screaming on the hill, and uh, it was a really emotional day as well, just for the players, for the fans, for everything. And I think it's it really is a great indication of the, of where the strength of rugby in this country is, and it lies at at club level and at um, and at local level. And it's and to see the fact that it was eighteen thousand on the on the hill was that one of the largest crowds. In, was I think is that, is that going to be one of the largest crowds in
1: Shield history? Um, the, the the biggest crowd that we could remember at a grand final was in nineteen ninety seven, which was the last, one of the last years at SFS. They had about twenty three thousand. Um, you know, and and that we we wouldn't lock out, not necessarily going to a venue like the SFS or the new Parramatta Stadium or wherever. Um, because you know, North Sydney's great, but obviously it's got its it's got its groans. It's it's a bit old, and it's you know it's not the easiest stadium to get in and out of. So from our perspective, while we enjoy it, and the crowd last year was very strong, uh, we view it as a year by year tender mm. opportunity for, for for clubs to say or for for grounds to say we want to host you. But in the case of North Sydney Oval, it's you know you look at where shoot shield rugby's come from in the last few years. We're now the biggest show that North Sydney Oval has in any year. <laughs> yeah. So we are the biggest crowd. So for them, for them having it there is really important to those guys.
2: Mm, absolutely. And, but I think that the fact that it is a really like, there's an old, it's a very old oval. It's a very charming. oval, And it also kind of brings back that old school mentality of kind of where, like, cause the shoot shield being such an old competition with so much history, um, that it kind of plays into that as well. And I think like you, you did touch on a lot of points there about how it is growing and how people kind of come back. I, you know, it is an indication of the growth or, or the resurgence in club rugby, not just obviously in Sydney, but you know, in, but all around the country. I mean, the, the hospital challenge cup in Queensland had um, quite large figures at Ballymore this year. And then you've seen growth in, yep. in other competitions in Perth, in, yep. Denver, in Melbourne. To, to you, I um,
1: mean, and, and country, New, country New South Wales, the, the, you know the crowds at the, you know I know southern, central west grand finals, and we keep a handle on all this stuff. And mm. look, it's it, it's a bit like um Charlie Brown and Linus. Yeah. We we kind of think shoot shield's your comfort blanket, um and when everything else <laughs> is going bad with rugby, um shoot shoot shield's the thing that you you remember from your childhood, yeah. and everyone's got a club. And and you know it's it's important things, small things that matter here. Most of the clubs haven't changed their kit. I mean, obviously they've got a more modern kit, but the mm. the colours are the same, the branding and livery is the same, and those things matter. Um, while a lot the of the NRL clubs
0: out. got their kits from Shoot Shield clubs.
1: Correct. Mm. Correct.
0: Yeah. The Bears exactly. were black so, and red. Um, Wests were black and white, or they used to. Yep. Raiders. Red, white, and blue.
1: So we, yeah. So we view that stuff as really important. Um, and you know, it's not like we're we're too. I don't think we're too bound up in our history. I mean, we we understand the need to evolve. We understand the need to have a digital media footprint. All of that stuff is really important. But you can't forget how amazing the tradition of this competition is. I mean, that's mm. why we think it's the best. You know, the best city-based club rugby competition in the world because. No other club rugby competition
2: in a city has the history that this comp has. Absolutely, and I think kind of I know you can speak from the uh, the Sydney perspective, but it, it it does seem to me that both with that you know in countries and in in the country and in all the cities that this kind, these kind of high level competitions like the Shoot Shield, like the Hospital Challenge Cup, like um, the FMG Premiership Division in Perth, all all of them. Um, do you think they're kind of really starting to fit into the framework of being a good representation of the game alongside your Super Rugby players, your Wallabies, and you have your local club legends as well?
1: Yeah, look, I, I think the values at Club Rugby are kind of consistent or consonant with the values that communities hold dear. And while they don't get a handle on what those values are at a higher level, they definitely understand what they are at a club level. And there is a a genuine sense of community in every club, certainly, that we've got in the Shoot Shield. Every one of them is different um, and each of them has their own aspirations. But, you know, we we think each of the clubs play a a really important role in their communities, not just in a rugby competition.
2: Mm, Absolutely. And it it is kind of interesting talking about community and talking about the influence of... Um, of club rugby that on top of the the, the other rugby of, of, besides from the Shoot Shield final happening this weekend, there's also the start of the NRC in uh, in other parts of the country. Um, I think going back to the start of the season, um, you did mention, because I think you had because you've, you've, been, you've worked at the Tarzan there was plans to merge those two Sydney teams into one club and um, I think you mentioned that you wanted the Sydney Rugby Union to be more involved with whatever the end Sydney team was. Um, are you guys? Uh, how do you guys hope to see the NRC be incorporated to improve comps like the Shoot Shield? Well,
1: um, look again. That's a complex question because mm. it's fair to say the buy into the NRC from a lot of clubs has been, you know, a bit suboptimal. Really, I mean, you guys will be aware of my background, and my background was involved in a particular club, and that club bought into the NRC. Yeah. both in a financial mm-hmm. sense and in a player sense, as did all of the Northern Sydney clubs. And we think we we think we got a benefit out of that. Um, so I'm supportive of the NRC. I'm supportive of what, you know, the Board of New South Wales, because I'm on it, but also Andrew Hoare has been doing, trying to get the NRC, making it a more visible process. But it is a very different program to the Shoot Shield. The Shoot Shield is a highly competitive competition that runs over 21 weeks, that is tribal, has a massive amount of history. You know, everything we've spoken about earlier, whereas um, the, um, the NRC is an eight- or nine-week intensive, high-performance competition, and it should be viewed as that nothing more, nothing less.
2: Mm. And I, I, this is kind of an interesting um, point on this. because I, I was having a chat with Brett McKay, um, yesterday yep. um, about, and what, he was on one of our podcasts I think uh, last night and he mentioned to me that because uh, he's been, um, obviously been talking a lot with everyone in the corridors of New South Wales Rugby and Rugby Australia and he said apparently you guys have a plan that because obviously there's there was always concerns about the clash of the shoot shield final and the start of the NRC and the effect it would have on players and all sorts of things and apparently next year that there's not going to be a clash next year, and that everyone is kind of no, there'll be edge. no, yep, there's no
1: clash. And look, there, there was there was no clash this year. It was done. Our, our weeks couldn't align yeah. with it was you know an early Easter. There was a whole series of circumstances. We've already got next year sorted out, so that's all fine. The shoot shield window, for want of a better description, has effectively been confirmed as being the first Saturday in April to the last Saturday in August. And most people in club land can live with that. So that's a five-month season. And when you consider that most clubs are tri- trialling for a month and doing sevens for a month before that, that's really in essence a seven-month season. Mm. Yeah, right. So that's enough. Mm. I think most clubs wouldn't want anything more than that. Uh,
0: um, but last year, the shoot, you had the shoot year final before the second Bledisloe test. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, that was great. Uh, that was a great night. Um, oh, because uh, um, yeah. we had the shoot shield, then it went down to the rag and famish. Uh, I know well. Then,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Israel had that breakaway trial. It was great. I can't remember the second half, but yeah. it was a great night. Um,
1: it, it it turned bad in the end. I I, I remember <laughs> it well.
2: Gosh, I think that's that that whole segment of that was great. Just the fact that the fact that you had such a high quality game in in um. In the shoot shield grand final, and then also to, yep. into the into the Wallabies match that you know we all thought it was gonna it was gonna be a tough one, but then the Wallabies showed up um, as well. Yeah, should should keep doing. Yeah, it. look, it's and, great and,
1: experience. And next n- next year, I think if if the if the you know the championship and the like keeps to the timing they had they've had in the last few years, you'll oh, find that, We have our. I think grand they're going to change it, aren't
0: they? Are they okay? All right. I think the we'll June look. series is going to be July now, um, and That's Super's right. not going to have That's that right. weird seeing where they have the finals yeah. after the. Yeah. yeah. Um, so
1: anyway, look, we we'll, we hope we can align it with something. So so looking forward, looking
0: forward. What what are you looking? What do you think? Or what are you looking to improve next year for Shoot Shield? Yeah. And who's your team for tomorrow? Oh, Saturday. Okay, okay.
1: so. So what am I looking to improve? Um, we would like the, look. It, it's obvious, right? We'd like we'd like Western Sydney to be stronger. Okay, that's that's a simple proposition. We want Western Para to compete strongly, and we we want that footprint to get stronger and better. And that's a simple mm-hmm. proposition. We think the we think every other club basically looks after itself. Um, and even people that have been you know tipping rubbish on Gordon this year. They need to recognise Gordon have three Colts teams in the grand final on Saturday yeah. or Sunday, I should say. Right. Yeah. So you know, you know, Gordon is, Gordon is far from being a club in crisis. It's just a club in evolution. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So my tip for Saturday, wow.
2: Well, um, if you pick the rats, will be un- everyone in Manly would be horrified. Well, but
1: I'm going to do it.
2: I'm going to do it.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, um, you know, I, I'm probably not your quintessential manly rugby guy. Oh.
2: So I get
1: on really well with the guy. I get on really well with the guys at the Rats. I think they run a great club, um, and you know, last last year was a win that was based a lot on emotion. Mm. I think if they're going to win on Saturday, they're going to have to use their brains as well as their hearts. But but look, you know, they've got a great list. They're really well coached. Um, you, you, uni are outstanding um, mm. and are definitely the benchmark, but I just have this kind of weird, sneaky feeling that um, as at five o'clock, it maybe the rats were giving the shoot shield to two years in a row. So th- there you go, and I'll I won't be able to enter the stain now and order myself <laughs> a beer down in Manly. I'll have to go straight <laughs> up to Newport. But um, that's just that's just my view. So, but it'll look it'll be a cracking game. I think on balance they're the two best sides. Um, uni's been a standout every time I've seen them play because every time I've seen them play, they've belted Manly this year, so that's a sign. <laughs> but um, look, they're 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 an outstanding side with brilliantly coached. But you know, grand finals are weird, guys. They're weird games. They're weird days. Things often don't go to script. So, a good watch sort this of weird. Space. Yeah, great weird. Yeah, so, yeah. watch this space? And enjoy Saturday.
0: Oh mate, I shall. Um, it should be a good game. And, and as Darren Coleman said in the Sydney Morning Herald this morning, um, uh, he's confident his team will get over the Sydney Uni as they were a bee's dick from winning the championship. There you go. Uh, well, I
1: couldn't put, <laughs> couldn't put it any better than that. So, um, and I just I just while I've got you guys, I want to give a shout out to um, all of the SRU board, all of the executive and volunteers at all of the clubs. As you know, we all do this for not well, not for nothing. We love doing it, but there are so many people out there that volunteer, people in the media, volunteer in and around Clubland, and you know we couldn't survive without everyone. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout out, particularly to my board, who've worked really hard through a difficult year, and we're we're all going to have a great day on Saturday, whatever the result is.
0: Yeah, of course, no doubt, fantastic. All right. You heard it here first, everyone. it to win tomorrow from the former former Manly president, David. Thanks for having us on.
1: Cheers, boys. Thank you. Enjoy we'll have to see you on Saturday.
0: Oh, we will, mate. Okay. Okay.
1: Right,
0: <laughs> right. Bye. Cheers, mate. Okay, that's it. Thanks again, David. Um, Nick, do you have any final thoughts?
2: Um, I predict, for my little prediction. I reckon Raringa is. I, I'm kind of with him on it because I would rue to see the day that, that a Sydney Uni the Sydney Uni would lift the shield again. They've,
0: they've done it. Yeah, two, yeah, they've, sure.
2: They've done it 26 times before. Share it, share it around, mate. Come on. Um, so yeah. I can, but it's, I reckon it's going to be a great match. I'm tipping Raringa because it's really. I think it says something when you smash northern suburbs at home. And they're a good side, so I'm uh, I'm going with Raringa.
0: Yeah. I'll, I think I'll go to the Rats too, more so heart than mind. Um,
2: really makes you think?
0: They announced they announce, what?
2: I think it makes you think, I, I think all, all Sydney Uni fans listening will be going, oh, come on, this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, so they released the team sheet today, um, and Nick Phipps and Tolu Latu are both uh, in the uh, Sydney Uni squad. Uh, uh, Phipps is on the bench. I'm not so sure about Tolu Latu. Uh If you want to grab some tickets, the Shoot Shield, which is 3.30pm, I believe, uh on Saturday at North Sydney Oval. Tickets go from $25 to $50, and you can grab them by going on shootshield.com forward slash tickets. Um, that'll be all, all for us today. I um, hope you enjoyed the pod, and um, come on rats. All right. Ciao.
1: Well what did go wrong? Oh, I have to look look and think about it. Think about it deeply. Very deeply. Did it hinge in the end on a bit of genius from Soreli Bombo? A bit of genius. A bit of magic. Sorely Bombo. Very interesting. Very good, yeah. Very good. Three cheers for Soreli Bombo. Very good.
0: Very good.